0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? We give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps and I'm here with...
1: Elizabeth Helley. And...
2: Sub-Zero. There is only Sub-Zero. There is no more Tyler Hyman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am no longer
0: Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, we are here this week, finally... They pushed it back a week on us, but we finally got to watch the brand new Warner Brothers Mortal Kombat movie on HBO Max. None of us went in theaters because we're too scared still. (laughs) And uh, yeah, Um, so Elis, uh, before we get too far into it, where can people
1: reach us? yeah um well hit us up on social media on twitter instagram facebook and youtube at SQL rights or send us an email to SQL rights at gmail.com And please rate and review a a podcast. Five stars
2: goes a long way for helping other people find our humble little sequel community that we've put together. Uh, And, you know, uh, the more people that find the podcast, the more people know that there was, you know, nine Beethoven movies. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) gotta spread the
0: word, spread the gospel of be Beethoven. Um, Yeah. So we actually have a very special episode for you guys planned on this Mortal Kombat special.
1: Eliz, tell us about it well coming up we will have a super cool interview with stunt woman tara Mackin, who was the stunt double for melina in this movie and so she gives a bunch of really cool behind the scenes uh info about how they made it and uh talks a lot about her career and her work with a lot of other cool franchises and a lot of uh actresses such as her work with tessa thompson and um Yeah, she was great, so stay tuned for that
0: That's right, that'll be coming up in a little bit
1: But first,
3: Mortal Kombat (laughs) First learned about this Seven years ago On a mission in Brazil To capture a wanted fugitive When we got there It tore through our unit in seconds The target has superhuman abilities Same marking you do, Cole. It's a birthmark. What do you mean? He was born with it. It's not a birthmark, Cole. It means you've been chosen. Throughout history, different cultures all over the world reference a great tournament of champions. That dragon marking? I think it's an invitation to fight for something known. mortal kombat
0: <laughs> god we're just waiting like so Way long for, for her to say I love, the trailer's like i think that marking is an invitation to something that's called a tournament with the name of mortal kombat <laughs> i'm just like come on lady well, interestingly, that's how the movie treats the
2: tournament as well.
1: <laughs> the tournament doesn't exist. What tournament? Yeah.
0: I guess it kind of, I, I, we'll, we'll get to it. I get, we'll get to yeah. it. I just have one question for you, Tyler. Yeah. What's your arcana? Oh, I wish that
2: it was a big, spinny metal hat, because I love me some Kung Lao. (laughs) Uh, My arcana would probably be Master Bo-Rai chose uh,
0: the drunken (laughs) master. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't even know. I don't even know what mine would be, but... uh... It could be robots. It could be tiny baby robot arms. It would probably be beard related or something. I grow yeah. some crazy <laughs> beard that whips around like octopus arms and hits people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, man, I don't. I don't even. Was Arcana even in the? That was. Is that no? A thing? That's Until a this?
2: construct for these.
1: For this, just okay. Not the other games or anything. No. Oh goodness. I don't okay, know okay. Well, about I guess mine would probably be like. Disney trivia or maybe selling Girl Scout cookies. Those are the two things I've been best at throughout my life.
0: You could sling uh, Girl Scout cookies with the speed and accuracy that they actually kill
2: people. <laughs> Ooh, now that I think about it, I'd be more like Mysterio in uh, <laughs> lots, of, lots of illusions. Thrones? Yeah, you're, you're just oh, like
0: super smart and fake. And things. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, Mortal Kombat reboot 2021. Uh, You guys, the start of this movie, I was like, wait a minute. Didn't we already see this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't we just watch this movie last week? But
2: this man doesn't know his name is Scorpion yet. That's and true. Also,
1: we're probably like well, neither one of were. only like 2% of the audience that had that experience. That's probably
2: true. less than that.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: Well, I don't know. If I, I think if you're a huge Mortal Kombat fan, you probably already watched the, the animated. Animated yeah but yeah yeah, we're in
1: japan which Mm -hmm. i kind of forgot uh that any of the this had taken place in japan but uh the characters are the same exact same names as that animated movie you got Mm -hmm. hanzo and his not yet pokemon master son satoshi this (laughs) time he's got a wife and a little baby Mm -hmm. baby girl
2: and uh, and and we they're being invaded by the Lin Kuei. Uh That they make it. They they do, do do a decent job of that. That Bin Bin Hai Bin Han. B,
0: uh, bihan Bihan I believe
2: Bihan Bihan. bihan. Uh, that they, they speak in Chinese and Japanese, and that they that, yeah, that they cool. don't understand each other, but they hate each other. God damn yeah i it.
3: thought that
1: was kind of funny because you like the audience almost gets more information that yep. either of them has yeah. like they'll speak in their own language and then he'll be like well i don't know what you just said but also i hate you and <laughs> i'm <gonna kill> you, <laughs> yeah. you know like but we get to see all the subtitles so yeah you know
2: um i like that detail i thought it was good i, I was a fan of that
0: yeah that was cool uh I'm surprised you guys didn't just like jump right in with, uh, you know, who we have playing Scorpion in this movie Mm. since he Mm -hmm. was, you know, unlost and all that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't want to reference a lost thing
1: right away? Nobody likes that part of Lost, okay? <laughs> nobody,
0: nobody likes the temple? The temple. That's no. all, all everyone was. I love
1: for. Hiroyuki sonata for all of his various roles as a Japanese yes. man, but not the temple. <laughs> <laughs> not you temple. You don't get to come to our lost uh reminiscing. I
0: was uh Pretty, I mean, when I heard that he was cast as Scorpion, I was like, "Hell, fucking yes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh I was like, really awesome. excited to see him in this cuz it's like, you know, he got to be badass in uh, Westworld. Um but this one I was like, this is going to be over the top and I just was just excited to see that. And it didn't disappoint.
2: Yes, this opening scene is awesome, although it is funny that everything's happening while he's still like there's multiple shots where he's still just like fussing with the water buckets.
1: <laughs> hey, you never know like when when these things are gonna happen. Uh, it did make it feel that much more
2: real, but then I love the dramatic shot of the water buckets just being knocked asunder.
1: Yeah, I was like, these are the pearls of this movie. The <laughs> yeah, water yes. buckets are the pearls. It was
0: funny, like, cause uh when the when you know behan starts attacking they all start attacking his little village or something. I didn't feel like the place where he was getting water was super far away. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how would you not hear this already? Like you're just like, you know, peacefully at ice the well. is quiet, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Everyone's like, you know, the old saying like quiet is ice. Uh, that's a thing people say. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we, uh, we do get to see scorpion, uh, or, you know, at this point, um, Hanzo Hasashi, he has kind of like already the scorpion type of weapon, uh, which I don't think he really did that in the, an- ba- you know, in the animated film, he didn't already have like a no, knife on a, so. knife on a, a rope like a knife, gar-
1: a gardening spade that he hooks yeah. to a rope and then yeah. just like kills people was, with a big time it was cool I was it like, was Dang. very cool
0: <laughs> yeah it's pretty sweet um but yeah i mean he he fights sub-zero and just like in the animated film he does not win that battle <laughs> mm-hmm. but he has that awesome like remember this face <laughs> god damn it
2: which which is insane that like at this point sub-zero already has his ice powers and that he has nothing
1: Yeah, yeah. we have to talk about Sub-Zero because I was like, I don't know if there's other movies that have like, I guess it's like early Wolverine stuff or something, but the fact Mm -hmm. that blood comes out every time the ice comes out of his hands, I was like, dang, (laughs) that is like, Nasty, <laughs> and also I was kind of like, dude, what if Elsa had that? That'd be like yeah. insane. Uh, or I- Frozone <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or Frozone Yeah, because like, and as he goes on the movie, it looks like he can do frozone type things where he pulls the moisture from the air or whatever mm-hmm. but it looks like when he gets it just out of himself like Elsa style it makes it bleed every time I was like <laughs> damn
0: damn God. yeah it was like you
1: know uh, did you have to go realistic with that part I don't know <laughs> kinda,
0: yes kinda, kinda it was gross. pretty cool yeah, I was <laughs> a fan of that yeah <laughs> it was gross it was gross Um, but yeah Scorpion loses and uh, he kind of uh, disintegrates into the ground <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as as one does when they die.
2: And then we get we cut to an MMA fight. That's pretty much just like every other MMA. fight.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, Ra- Raiden saves the baby. Though. Oh, yes,
2: that's right.
1: And it's a girl baby. And so I was like, oh, mm-hmm. man, maybe like this is going to be like Katana or like a cool female character will be the protect. No, no, I should have just not. let my mind. <laughs> she was a total baby. nobody. <laughs> no, nope, it was just a baby that had a kid later uh, who had another but, kid later <laughs> but that's
0: not a story we need to see nope just
1: <laughs>
3: go forward
1: all the way to present day please
0: I want to watch a movie about lineage only <laughs> Um, I did love uh... give us Richard Linkletter's
2: boyhood version of Mortal Kombat we want to see all nine tournaments in real time <laughs>
0: This was, uh, yeah, I, I, did love Raiden's introduction because it's just like, you know, you witness all that carnage and then all of a sudden it starts to rain and my mind was like, Oh, that's like a little nice peaceful moment for a second. And then lightning and it's Raiden and he looks awesome mm-hmm. and it's an Asian actor. And I was excited about that. Um, Yes, it looks cooler than any of the Raidens we've seen as so as much as we we love Lambert here.
2: We love Lambert for all the wrong reasons. And this uh, was, uh this is this is how it should be. This is how Raiden should be, be played.
1: Lambert should have been in the movie, though, in a kid. I just got to say he should have been like uh, the guy. He should have was, been the trainer at the M- end. Yeah, have been for the totally. Just like, yeah, the guy who gives another you 200 fight? bucks to <laughs> fight. Hundred
0: dollars, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Even that role, it would have been like, can you say one line normally, <laughs> like a normal human being? How dare you? <laughs> can you say one
1: line, please?
2: <laughs> like you're not an alien wearing a human suit? Yes.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. So we're. Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, we get the. I think we get the Mortal Kombat title card, and then we're introduced to. Some guy we've never heard of before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which uh I kept like waiting, like, oh man, who is this guy? <laughs> What's his name? I don't I don't know this character. And then it was a guy named Cole Young, who I believe is an introduction uh you know a fabrication I think so the movie. Although there is
2: a guy who uses like riot batons. But I don't think it's supposed to be him.
1: No, I'm pretty sure that this is a brand new character from what I've seen. And uh He's supposed to be the bloodline of Hanzo Hasashi. And I was like, dude, he's not even Japanese. Like his name's young. But then later they reveal that he was like adopted. So I guess he was adopted by white and or Korean people. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, I mean, you know. He's a character we don't know, but he's fine. He is fine. I
2: will talk. uh, I, I think this might be a good point to mention. That I really we did not give the original Mortal Kombat movie from nineteen ninety-six. Is that correct? Maybe earlier. Um, enough credit for just making Liu Kang the main character. And it's right. like, hey, it's not a white dude, it's fine. And not that he's like, but like it's still just like in this one, they make Liu Kang like, hey, you're the you're just mystical. You're a mystical yeah. side character that's <laughs> off to the side. And like they they made that first movie deserves a lot of credit for what it did and who it cast and who it put it up front and making Johnny Cage the side joke and the the sidekick of all of it. And yeah, this movie feels like a regression in some ways. As much yeah. as there's there's a lot of progress, like we we're talking about the casting for for Raid and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um it feels a lot more formulaic than even that movie, the original movie felt.
0: Well, I, I didn't personally mind that Liu Kang wasn't the main character since we already kind of got that. Um, but I was kind of like, that's eh, it's a weird choice to make it some random character that we've never yes. heard of <laughs> and get some powers that are like
1: uh, not that interesting. Right, well then I thought, okay, he's going to become Scorpion. Yeah. But he does not. He has his own little, arm swords know um, whatever. Yeah, I thought he was going to take <laughs> up
0: the scorpion mantle as well, but that's not what happens either. Um spoilers. But yeah. <laughs> he's okay. He's like uh just a normal guy. He has a family. Mhm. <laughs> he fights for just the fun of it. Uh Yeah, so we we see him fighting whatever. We get we learn that he's got, you know, dragon birthmark. He's kind of old at this point. He's washed up. Yeah, he's been fighting for a while, and he, I think he loses most of the time these days. Um, and we get a little, uh, we get a little cut to, uh, to uh, our boy Shang Tsung, in Outworld, who uh, is setting Sub Zero uh, on a quest to murder all of the people who are <laughs> <laughs> from Earthrealm, who you know are champions in the tournament. Shang Tsung, classic rule, not follower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every time. Although in the first movie, he was mostly following He
1: followed the rules. The rules. It was the other guy later that didn't follow the H- rules. K- but this Shang yeah. Tsung's like, just go kill everybody before the tournament. I don't even yeah. want to deal with this. Yeah, why? Yeah. We yeah. don't have time. It's the 10th
0: one. We already know it's going to happen. They lost nine. They have Let's entry just... fees. It's, it's all <laughs> complicated. Just I don't want to do that. We didn't finish constructing the tournament uh, you know, housing <laughs> and all this stuff. <laughs> Um so yeah, the 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 thrust, the main thrust of the movie is kind of like, yes, yeah, Sub Zero has been set to uh take out all these champions. Everyone who's got a mark of the dragon, which is basically the Mortal Kombat symbol. The dragon tattoo, is that? Yeah. <laughs> the boy
2: with the dragon the, tattoo. The guys
0: with the <laughs> dragon tattoo and one girl eventually. Yeah. Um and yeah, so he heads to Earthrealm and starts fucking shit up. Yeah, which is what you
2: want in these movies. But yeah, <laughs> what do we what do we think in these movies? I, I, this is going to be a, a cut ahead of making Kano basically a comic relief for two thirds of the movie.
0: Um. Okay. Good I, guy. Comic relief. Personally. Um, yeah, all weekend, I saw like a ton of people on Twitter posting like, oh my God, Kano is the best part of the movie. He's so funny. Ah, yeah. He's hilarious. And I totally disagree. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I was like, like him. Yeah, I felt exactly like Sonia in the movie when she says like, you talk too much. And like, everyone's like, shut the fuck up. You talk too much. <laughs> like, that's how I felt as a human being in real life. Um, I thought he was totally annoying and uh, he did talk too much and his, his jokes were not funny.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, he was lame. He never got his uh, Phantom Metal Mask thing, and uh, the whole like.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, the musical reference is the thing that makes that character.
1: <laughs> I don't know. What else do you call a half? No, no,
2: no. I love it so much. I'm not talking shit at all. <laughs> I, just, I agree. He should have his Phantom Mask.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then like the rivalry with Sonia like was just kind of dumb because like she never. Like, he's no longer the mortal enemy. He's just kind of like a dude that's there. Well, he always
2: had, like, power over her. And then, like, when he beat, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, we can get into that. But, like, yeah, it was like they were kind of never even really in direct conflict.
0: Yeah, and I thought it was kind of weird that they do the whole like, oh, he got scratched in the face, but then his eye wasn't really hurt or anything. So I thought it was going to lead to him having to, you know, yeah, get a robot eye or something. But
2: well, especially because apparently the people at the Shaolin Temple are great at robotics, although they're not super great at it because they (laughs) can only. I
1: don't think they're great at it (laughs) at all. OK, like I was. Hey,
2: they made two fully prosthetic robotic arms, which is good. Yeah. But they were also little baby
1: arms. (laughs) Yeah, the robot club at your local high school (laughs) could have made those, you know? But,
0: like, did they secretly contain transformative powers, or did he just make that happen himself? (laughs) I don't know. It's unclear. (laughs) Um,
1: We're, of course, talking about Jax,
2: who, unlike unlike uh,
1: shows up with regular arms at the start of this movie and so you're kind of like all right all right <laughs> i'm pretty happen? sure
2: Jax's what's arms are the are the pearls of this franchise <laughs> are the crime alley pearls
1: i gotta say it was pretty crazy though when he and sub-zero have their fight and yes. i'm just like oh god he's gonna cut his arms off he's gonna cut his arms off!" And, but then the way that it actually happens mm-hmm. i was like actually like yelling like oh my gosh <laughs> like, I can't believe it you know like it was it was pretty crazy yeah pretty messed up it's so
0: brutal and then like the way he falls and he like hits the side of the floor as he goes down to a mm-hmm. lower floor and you're just like he can't even stop his fall or anything He's got no arms
1: <laughs> yeah and I, I gotta give the movie like credit for like showing us something that we for sure have not seen yeah on, like s- somebody's arms getting frozen off like i thought he was just gonna slice them with like ice not ice slice yeah. yeah you know ice but no ice. it was pretty crazy <laughs> the way that he did it and um, the uh,
0: the ice was so intense that it cauterized his arm arms which is like ooh god yikes <laughs> that's some that's some quiet ice yeah right tyler
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's some quiet ice that's
1: quite nice.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's fun that Jax and Sonia or like there's a one point where he's fighting and Jack's like I did six tours and he's like fighting. I was like, but <laughs> like karate tours. Like what?
1: Yeah, yeah I didn't really get that. <laughs>
0: Is this how you were fighting in the army?
2: Also,
1: yeah. like
0: did they have magic powers on the other side? I don't
1: know.
0: Yeah. Are you just going over doing
2: hand-to-hand karate shit? Okay. And <laughs> well,
1: by having six like
2: six tours
0: as a martial arts <laughs> dance instructor at the Mall of America. Yeah. We put on seven performances a week. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: the whole construct of you got to have this tattoo to be like a part of the thing, you know, right. is like, so Jax has one. We don't know. I don't remember if they say where he got it, but, and then Kano has one cause he killed somebody who had one, but then Sonia spends like almost the entire movie, not having one, but just kind of like being around and like being like, I'm involved too, which is like sort of weird and annoying that like the only main female character is yeah. like, constantly having to be like i want to play i want to play you know like and them just being like no you can't play because you're not us you know like I, you don't I just, have the marking yeah and i mean eventually she gets it of course but like it's just like i don't know i thought it was kind of weird and lame yeah. to do that to the only female and they, they
0: kept to the uh they kept up the streak of degrading female jokes uh with kano um which was super.
2: Yeah, great. I think that like it's one of those things that they great probably thought that they were doing something smart thematically, but it happens for eighty percent of the movie. Yeah, so it, it's not, it's not clever. It's not deceiving. It's just like okay, like you're just leaning into a trope that worked in nineteen ninety six.
0: I did think it was funny when they get to the part where they're all going to like practice and learn their. <laughs> I think it's Liu Kang who's just like. Uh, sorry, Sonia, you're totally worthless since you don't have the marking. So you may as well just sit this one. out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they were even like, you're not allowed to step into this ring. But then yeah. later on, she was like totally just walking around with everybody else yeah. in the ring. Anyways, so I was like, okay, whatever.
0: It's like, uh, it's just so funny. It's like my teachings would be wasted on you. Cause you are not a champion. <laughs> You'd just be holding us back. <clears throat> so we
2: got Lord Raiden is assembling his crew. We're getting these people together.
0: Yep. All the, all the champions of earth realm. I mean, I guess we skipped over the reptile fight and all that stuff, but you know,
1: yeah, yeah. Reptile comes.
0: I did like Kano just ripping his heart out, which was pretty great, but yeah, I was kind of like, wouldn't, uh, if, if his spit is, or blood or whatever is burning you, wouldn't you get your hand burned? But maybe not if it's in his, his you're spin. thinking
2: about it too much
3: <laughs> his spit
0: yeah i'm sorry i don't know what it's i'm talking combat about with the I, I, I don't know what i'm talking about i do like yeah <laughs> when sonya's showing uh cole all those photos and he's like
1: what the fuck are you talking about they don't even spell it right that was great i was like that was the best meta joke maybe in the yep. entire movie
0: yeah even
1: though it was like such a such low-hanging fruit it was great we
0: did see a drawing of nighthawk in there as well yes we did um i did like this movie's uh sense of world building a little bit it it didn't i guess it was really surface level but i kind of liked the idea that we could see maybe different eras of mortal Kombat and flesh out this world a bit
2: yeah and i mean they at least pay tribute like uh my boy kung lao uh has his you know talks about how his his whole deal is that his you know, ancestor was the ultimate champion, and it was only with his failure that even all of this started to happen. So, you know, just having him being a main character uh, was exciting for me and also uh, pays tribute to the world building that you're talking about. Yeah. Even though it is incredibly surface level.
0: it t- It is, but it was like enough... I felt like it was a little bit more than the other movies and it was enough to make me be like, all right, I'd be super interested to see like some backstories yeah. or other stories. Let's get that Luke uh, Liu Kang Kung Lao movie.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: I wish we had more of them. Oh, me man. too. Less of Kano, but you yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jax gets like really lame baby robot arms, but then eventually <laughs> when those get broken, then he gets his like, you know, legit, because that's his arcana like it's unclear if your arcana is like something that's always been with you or if it's just something that happens when something bad happens to you <laughs> you know it's right. like Jax didn't always not have arms so like metal arms being his arcana is kind of like well what if you had know, well, like normal
0: arms would he just have big buff arms then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was like i feel like it's totally situational it's like kind of like uh, whatever happens in the moment i guess i don't know uh
2: yeah that's a good question so you can conjure delicious pizza because it happened when you were eating a pizza there was a part of and me and also
1: we never even find out what sonia's is right because no, she, after she gets the tattoo she, she do- does
0: yeah she gets those like bracers that wrist, shoot- wrist fire things oh. which is what she does in the games yeah oh, okay she's got like yeah those pink bracers that shoot energy beams or something did
1: luke king have fire powers before yes oh yeah. okay
0: he has the power of the fire. Dragon. He just didn't use them in any of the other movies, really.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he got real Dragon Ball And uh, Oh, song. yeah. I do like the one part
0: where he's just like, here, come next to me. I will warm you with my burning <laughs> hand.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the wife and daughter, who probably should have been dead if the other guy's family. Yeah, I was
0: all. like, oh, you just could have melted them and that would have been fine. Yeah. Like, okay. I didn't realize well, they were still didn't breathing. Have the powers of
2: hell at that at that point. That's true. He, he did die. We <laughs> had to go get wood die. and tinder and start a fire.
0: <laughs> that, that that scene uh I guess you know that that scene I I would just remember this when uh um Scorpion is like dying and crawling towards his baby that's crying. I was like this is so sad. He can't get there. That really fucked me up. Um but was there a moment did, did you guys have a moment when they were like trying to find Raiden's temple that I, that I was like you know, they're kind of in like a deserty area. And I was like, Oh shit, they're going to go to the same place that they used as the, like the elder God's temple in, uh, in Jordan or whatever. Yeah. Um,
2: I thought so, but then I was like, no, all of this is too low budget.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they were totally in some sort of cave or something, but that was cool. Um, again, yeah, I, I did kind of <laughs> thought that, I liked Liu Kang in this movie. I thought his introduction was kind of funny uh, where they like see him in the distance like a mirage and it's like the music swells and he's (laughs) in the sunset and then he's like, I am Liu Kang, hello. Um, But I kind of liked that uh, he was there kind of to give the, the history of the games and I felt like he lent a kind of like, you know, this has been going on for a long time and you get that feeling of, Oh, like this guy knows what's up. He's done this before. Yeah, he's the guy bringing our newbies along. I did kind of like him in that role, um, mm. and he just gets to be so sassy later on in the movie. Um, him, <laughs> him and Kung Lao—it was just so fun. So yeah,
1: they because, they made, because oh, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, please I was just do. gonna say because Shang Tsung is basically just cheating this entire time. Uh, he even shows up at the uh, at uh, Raiden's temple with his crew.
0: Not cool. And then they have a dance-off. <laughs> <laughs> they have a they have a weird shot that I think is only for later with Kano that like zooms in on that dragon's staff that <laughs> Raiden uses. Like, hey, guys, just so you know, this is where the force field is coming from, just in case that might be important later. That was very
2: Power Rangers, that shot, and like that apparatus.
0: Oh, yeah. The whole thing is very Power Rangers. I was like, <laughs> you know, back when I thought, oh, Cole's going to be uh, Scorpion. It's like, oh, uh, his favorite colors are black and yellow.
1: And here, <laughs> yeah. here is his uh, s- daughter. Is it his sister? His daughter. I thought it was his sister, too, because she looked kind of old. But this girl is really 13 years old, and uh, she's playing his daughter. Oh, okay, yeah. She's, like, giving him
0: a friendship bracelet. That, yeah, yeah, black yeah. and yellow everyone happens to be wearing the colors of their, uh, do you
2: have angel. a child star check in on this, on this 13 year old or is I that do. it?
1: Um, this is her first role and she actually is like just a little girl that decided to, Hey, let me audition for this thing. Cause she's an Adelaide, uh, native where they shot this whole thing in Australia. And, um, I can't really learn that much more about her because I'm not going to pay for the Adelaide newspaper. But I did see (laughs) in the article previews that um, she was not allowed to stay to watch the movie. Uh, She had to leave. And um, that, yeah, she's just like a local school girl that had to like keep it a big secret and then was excited to tell everybody that she got in the movie. That's fun. Um, Also, let me tell you about while we're doing this um mia hall is the little baby girl uh and if you look her up on imdb there's like pretty much the cutest picture ever of her holding a sign that says (laughs) hasashi baby girl uh yeah i was like what's that
0: baby up to from from (laughs) from the set
1: (laughs) so far no more uh roles for her yet and then Satoshi is played by a little boy named Ren Miyagawa, which is a pretty common name in Japan. And so I was not able to find much about him, but he is in a series of movies called Assassination Classroom, which is a Japanese school science fiction action comedy Um based on the manga series of the same name and it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I've heard good. it's
2: really fun. That I actually want really yeah. to watch it. Yeah. It <laughs>
1: sounds good. So, so Is it, so it on Netflix? If
0: it's on it. Netflix, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but Well, that's too bad. Uh hopefully the baby's real estate business will work out in the end. But uh in the future. <laughs> yeah. Baby, real estate. I got um, cribs going left and right. People <laughs> paying a hundred thousand overpriced. Um, yeah. So everyone, what we're we're kind of like everyone's trying to learn their arcana. Yeah, yeah. They got they're, they're taken to Raiden's
2: temple. Everybody's doing some training, but Shang Tsung is conspiring, and we get to meet some of his the Outworld team that he's putting together. His hateful eight. Who do we got? We got, um, cabal. We got hammer guy that I don't think is actually a guy. I'm not really sure.
1: Hammer guy. Is there was n- someone named Rako who was clearly white. So that was annoying. Yeah. Uh, that's gen- uh Natara. That's, uh, is that, yeah, Natara is a bat lady. Yeah.
0: It's General Reiko. That's the guy with the hammer. Oh, uh, yeah. Hammer boy. Natara is the bat lady that I had never heard of. Uh huh. Um, I think she's from the games. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, they're all from the games, yeah. Cabal. Also, like, Shang
1: was, like, into her.
0: Yeah, that was super weird, <laughs> which I, I thought... Yeah, I mean, what? yeah, we can get into that in a second. Um, <laughs> But uh, who else we got? We And then we got the Shadow of Gorosh. So <laughs> yeah. We got Cabal. Cabal is kind of
2: cool in this, actually, surprisingly.
0: I did like that, yeah, it... I know it wasn't the same actor, but it kind of sounded like it was just like also Kano talking underneath the mask. But it's someone like similar to him and obviously from his same world. Uh, And we've never seen Cabal, uh, you know, in a on the screen like this. And I thought he was pretty well realized.
1: And we have
0: Uh, Melina Uh,
2: kind of different from uh, what we've seen from other outworld Mm. ladies uh, in the the previous centuries of the films.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that we get Melina with no mention of Katana anywhere in the movie, mm-hmm. which I thought maybe that would come up at some point,
1: but yeah. So does Melina normally have any of these looks or powers in the games?
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's basically like an evil clone of Katana.
1: Right. And yeah, I thought they just look exactly the same. Usually.
2: Except for the mouth thing.
0: The mouth okay. thing. is a thing. <laughs> yeah. That's a Melina thing. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, like we saw her in, um, what, Anni- Annihilation? She's sometimes yeah, like sometimes seconds. wearing a mask, that kind of mask over her face. Oh, like that, like okay. Some of the games. But uh, speaking of Melina, um, why don't we take a minute here to listen to the interview that we have with Tara Mackin. Let's do it.
1: So we're super excited to be able to talk today to Tara Macken, who is a stunt performer that appeared in this most recent Mortal Kombat film. Uh, Thank you so much for speaking with us today, Tara.
3: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
1: Yeah. Um, So I guess just to start out, can you tell me a little bit about your background and how you uh, got involved in stunt work or what drew you to this profession?
3: Sure. So... Um, growing up, I did a lot of gymnastics and martial arts and dance. And back and obviously when I was a kid, you know, growing up in like the '90s and stuff, you always play video games and got into this whole universe, right? Right. But I thought back in the day that just actors did all the cool action because when I was younger, Jackie t- Chan did all of his own actions. Mm. I just assumed that's what they did. And as I got older, I realized I was I was like, oh my god, so you can do you can have a whole career and just do all the fun parts of acting and kind of skip all the boring stuff. Well then I'll just do all the cool shit and, uh, yeah, I'll just, um, go thrive in that. So that was kind of my start to the whole shebang that is stunts.
1: Okay. That's so cool. Um, so, for stunt performers, I don't know how much people know, but are there like auditions or tests you have to do to get the role or does the coordinator just kind of bring in their people and then you just make it happen?
3: Well, it all depends. I mean, when it comes to stunt performers in the States, it's all—it's very much a small-knit community and a skill-based because and there's a lot of specialists in that community. For example, if you're doing Ford versus Ferrari, they're going to hire the best drivers in the world to create those action scenes. And conversely, the same thing applies if you're if the movie is like a big martial arts heavy movie, they're going to find the best person for that job that's just specific in that skill set. So there's not there can be auditions, but necessarily it's usually word of mouth, but also reputation, I guess. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're a stunt performer in different regions, like if you're a stunt performer in the UK or Australia, Then there's a grading system and there's a union that's just for stunt performers. So you need to have a certain amount of skill sets in different areas to be qualified to be on a set to do stunts. So there are different avenues just depending where in the world you're at.
1: Okay. Um, I guess while we're on the subject, I noticed obviously on your IMDB that you have worked with some actors like multiple times, uh, such as most recently Tessa Thompson. Looks like you've been working with her a bunch. Um, is it kind of like up to the studios to hire you separately? Or are you just like when she's in a movie, she's like, this is my person and it's a package deal.
3: Pretty much the, the second half. Usually okay. <laughs> a girl and uh, kind of this kind of needs to happen. Yeah.
1: Great. And what's it like working with her uh, in so many movies so far?
3: Um, it's been a beautiful friendship and a beautiful relationship since like maybe six years ago. Yeah. And it's really cool to just watch her progress in her career and to evolve as an artist. And it's really amazing just to be along that journey and to also just build that bond, and that trust so you can establish and create cool action, knowing that you know that her character is honored and safe and does exactly what she needs to do. So it's been a it's been a really cool process. I think for the both of us seeing where we've both grown in our careers. Mm-hmm. Her more so in obviously in acting and just how she contributes you know contributes to society and just does all these beautiful amazing things and I feel like even me as an artist and as a physical performer just I've grown so much since the first time we worked together to where I am now. Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been pretty cool. It's been awesome. That's great. Um,
1: okay, so as far as Mortal Kombat, um, how did you get involved and uh, how did you first hear about the opportunity?
3: Um, so I've actually worked with the stunt team, the stunt coordinator, and all like the players before on Thor Ragnarok back mm-hmm. in the Gulf Coast in Australia. And my buddy who is the most amazing fight choreographer, fight designer, Chan Griffin, who um, was also on the Ragnarok with me. He just reached out to me <laughs> actually through Facebook. He's like, Hey Tara. So uh, what, what are you doing in a couple months from now? I'm like, I don't know, Chan. Why, what's going on? <laughs> He's like, so we're doing this little movie um, called mortal Kombat. You may have heard of it. I'm like, yeah, you think, well, we need a Mylena Dumble, and you would be amazing. And yeah, so that's basically that conversation. And of course, I was like, yeah, that'd be kind of a a dream character to stunt for. So keep me in mind, and I'll make sure I'll be there.
1: <laughs> that's so great. Um, had you seen the previous movies, or were you a fan of the games or the franchise?
3: Well, yeah, growing up in the 90s, I was, you know, I saw the movies back in the day, and I thought like Katana was the coolest <laughs> when I was a you know, young girl. And of course, just all the one-liners and just the epitome of like, 90s into action i thought it was just the coolest back in the day and you know playing the game playing the original game was everything when they first introduced the fatalities and just back in the day when that video game was just so um groundbreaking right so of course like my little brother my cousins everybody played that game and everybody wanted to be one of the characters right. so it was kind of like oh hell yeah hell yeah i would definitely want to be involved in this movie in any capacity i think that'd be super cool and to just make sure that once again that that character will have like the right physical justice that she needs to have you know that's super cool
1: um so had you used Sai before or had you worked with them in your martial arts training
3: no (laughs) not at all oh my gosh i've um you know i'm a martial artist right so i i do like a lot of swords and i do i have dabbled in a lot of obscure weapons uh-huh. a, lot of, a lot of whip chain a lot you know a lot of whip chain a lot of bow staff a lot of you know just random kind of things um double sword and so when they told me i was assuming it was be katana but they told me it was my elite. i'm like oh my god I, i've actually never dabbled or just mucked around the size before. So obviously I just called my friends who are phenomenal martial artists that focus on just that. I'm like, yo, we need some privates immediately and I need to get good like now. <laughs> and then luckily if you know one weapon, they kind of translate, you know, you kind of have the language for every weapon. So it's mm-hmm. just a matter of like reprogramming your brain to operate a little differently. And then when I went to Australia, we had the most amazing um, Sifu martial artists um that was on the movie who was like basically everybody's martial artist there. Uh, like like the like the actor's coach. Mm-hmm. So he also just helped me tremendously with all of that. And then yeah, I basically bought all the size. We even made prop size and I'll just be there every day just twirling and playing and making it second nature, like everywhere I went. I just had like a size in my backpack, just good to go.
1: That's great. Um so like, do you feel like pretty solid on them now? Like you'd totally want to do anything in the future that includes. Oh yeah. If
3: I had a weapon to pick up, I'll pick up some size and I'll like slash somebody like now I know what's (laughs) up. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. It's just one more thing out of the arsenal of weapons I can play with.
1: Right. That's awesome. Um, So, As far as being Melina, uh, how long did it take to kind of become her uh, on a typical day? Was there like a ton of makeup and costuming that you had to do, or did you not have to do it like as much as the stunt double?
3: Um, We had an amazing like makeup and hair team. And so in the chair, it was honestly just maybe a 30 to 40 minute process Mm -hmm. because the most, I mean, for Cece she actually had like the prosthetic teeth and like, scolera is like the context like the color, but in terms of just the general makeup it was just mostly the emphasis of this like this little smudgy crazy mouth thing right so that's pretty pretty easy
1: (laughs) okay cool um and then she also has the ability to like teleport around during (laughs) these fights so was it uh how did they choreograph um when that was involved like this big fight between her and cole where she's using that a lot
3: that was so much fun to do because it hasn't been at least you know how action always evolves in terms of um the generations so for for example the last couple of years the really invoked style of martial arts is like John Wick choreography right so you do like a lot of judo a lot of jitsu, mm-hmm. and then before that you would have like a lot of black widow choreography so you do a lot of like luchador kind of moves so going back to doing this kind of particular movement set that involves a lot of teleporting, like a lot of wrapping in and wire working and creating action and fights with wires so you can do crazy shapes. It hasn't really been touched upon in the last, I'd like to say, 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I was just really stoked to just get to do some action that hasn't been done in so long and to really kind of explore that. So we did, and I'm pretty, I, I'll go back. So wire work, you're probably thinking, what the hell is wire work, right? It's you basically, you have a harness on, and there's multiple different variations of harnesses. And they'll connect a wire to you, or like a line, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other side of the line, there's a guy off a ladder, and he jumps off said ladder, or it'd be all like know, on a system. And depending how it wraps, and depending on your body movement, it'll send you flying in the air in different shapes and sizes to create action, you know, and mm-hmm. to incorporate that into moves. So that's primarily how he did the Cole versus Melina fight was coming up with creative ways to move that will simulate teleportation, but also be physical enough that you can do some fight choreography into these cool moves.
1: That's great. Okay. So what would you say was that like the toughest fight or what was some of the toughest stunts or your favorite uh, on Mortal Kombat?
3: Um, I definitely say it was it was a fun challenge because you needed to be... It's very nitpicky because also when it comes to riding wires, every little movement you do can, can alter the course of your movement in the air. Right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was just... It was challenging in the sense that I just had to be really focused to make sure that my body positioning was perfect. Like if you... Watch the movie again. There's a part at the end of the Melina versus Sonia fight where Mm -hmm. she does this big gainer full back out move, right? And she lands on and she lands on Sonia, but just depending on where that's picked. So I was kind of picked, and by picked I mean where where the wires are attached to you. I was kind of picked on my hips. I was in this rotational harness Mm -hmm. called like a swivel harness. So it allows you the mobility to move in multiple directions. But because of that, you need to have the utmost control so you don't over rotate and get lost in the air. So it's just little things, for example, doing that when I was going and we rehearsed this multiple times in order to get the action repeatable. So when I was actually doing the motion, there's little cues that I needed, like, okay, at about I'm going to spot over there. By this angle, I need to start dropping my left shoulder. This foot needs to come up. I need to drop this arm. This needs to go here. I need to stall out the backflip. I need to spot here. Do X, Y, and Z. So you have a finite amount of time to make sure that everything is exactly where it needs to be. (laughs) Meanwhile, you have people fussing with your hair and your makeup, and your wardrobe, and there's lights, and there's an actress on the ground, and all these things are happening, right? And you just need to be steadfast and make sure that you are exactly where you need to be and what you need to be doing okay so i know a question i know i know definitely um so
1: what was it like then working with uh the actress cece on this oh, uh film
3: cece cece is wonderful she is like a ray of light you know what i mean i i love her she she was like so excited to be to be Melina, and she really brought that energy with her, and it was a really nice, refreshing energy. And she just, she gave it her all, which was so cool to see, you know? And I, I've i worked with a lot of actresses, and sometimes actresses are scared to go to a place that may make them look um, not pretty or look sure. bad or something. Like, they just don't want to, to go to the next level because they're comfortable in doing things that are safe. And I feel like Cece, she just... She just went for it. She just, we would give her a note and she would just run, you know? So it was really cool to watch her just really take on this role. And I think she did a great, great job, you know?
1: Okay. Um, so before I move on to like a couple more general questions, was there anything else uh, about Mortal Kombat that you wanted to mention or any other fun or cool stuff that happened uh, while making this movie?
3: Um, I'd just like to say that the stunt team is one of the best stunt teams in the world. It's Kyle Gardner. He's a 2nd unit director. And mm-hmm. had and it was just cool because being on this movie, it was so martial arts heavy, and I really was happy that they just had that essence to it. So you had Sifu Nina Pilar, who was the martial arts Sifu who was there every day. So every day we're like, can you just teach us some cool stuff? Because um, we're not that cool. And you know, worlds of information that we just want to steal some secrets off you. You know, you had Anthony Winam. You had Chan Griffin. You had all these amazing performers who were just so sweet and so humble. And it was just a kind of a cool learning environment because even all the actors were just phenomenal. and All they wanted to do was, you know, do some martial arts and just have a good time. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. Um,
1: what has what would you say has been kind of like your favorite film that you've worked on so far or like a favorite moment that uh, people that you always mention as like your go to calling card kind of thing?
3: Ah, a favorite moment. I I don't know. I mean, there's been so many multiple favorite moments, but I guess for me, it's kind of like, you know, like your pinching moments where you're like, oh my God, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or you kind of have to pinch yourself because you just can't believe you're, you're doing something at that particular time, playing particular characters that you grew up watching. Right. You know, at that moment, right. Um. For example, on the last movie I worked on, I got to fight somebody that I'm not not at liberty to say, but I got to fight a character who fights crime at night, right? And um, he's human. He doesn't have superhuman abilities, but he's a really rich dude who happens to fight crime at night. Okay. It, It was really cool to pinch myself at that moment when I got to fight him and just do something really, really dope to be like, oh. I get to be in this black leather suit fighting this cool guy in the fun cape. Like little pinching moments like that, right?
1: Awesome. Yeah, I have no idea what you're referring to. So am uh, to either.
3: So many, so many different scenarios. of, of Definitely. that. Kind of, oh, my gosh. You know, <laughs> there are other moments where you're like, you know, you just pinch yourself again. You're like, wait, what am I doing? They're going to set me on fire today. Why? Okay, here we go. Or you're like, oh, gotta jump out of this helicopter? Why? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Okay, we're gonna do this. Or I'm getting hit by a car this evening. Okay, let's, um, you know, cool. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) You know, so there's like little moments like that. Or like, for example, I was working on, um, you know, like GI Joe too, and I'm playing like Jinx the Ninja, right? And just it's just me and like 50 dudes going down a hallway, and I just have to hack and slack my way down the hallway, murdering everybody. It sounds more gruesome than it is, and but that's honestly what you're doing, right? So like that pinching moments you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Today, I just get to go and kick some ass for the next 12 hours.
1: Super fun. Uh, okay, so another franchise that we recently covered, like, I guess last year or now, but was uh, Spy Kids. And we did interview ah. uh, Alexa Vega, which ah. is awesome. So I just wanted to ask you, like, any memories from that film or what it was like working with her?
3: Oh my god! I worked on Spy Kids four, right? And that was like my that was actually my first like couple months in a feature. Like I just got off Hawaii Five O, and I flew out to Texas and worked on that. And she was so sweet and so lovely, and just I think because it's you know it's a it's a kids' movies meant for a younger audience, so just mm-hmm. the set, the energy on set was very light and fun and very welcoming. So especially when I was new and I wasn't really familiar with certain actions or certain wire work. And I was kind of like, you know, deer in a headlight. It was nice to be on a show that was just, um, just so nurturing. You know what I mean? So yeah, let me think. I got to fight Jessica Alba in that. She kicked me, you know, (laughs) she made it look like she kicked me in the face. Obviously she didn't did a nice big flat back on that. I got to do like a slack line from one building to another building. Mm -hmm. I got to do some flying stuff. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. A couple cool stuff on that.
1: Yeah. So speaking of kids, I did notice that in your credits, there's a couple times where you have doubled for kids or teens. How do you approach that work uh, differently when it's a kid or someone who otherwise is a lot different than yourself?
3: You know, it's funny. Every time I get asked, Oh, you're doubling a kid. Like I'm like, "Oh, how is this kid? They're like 13. I'm like, what 13 year old is my size. I'm like a full grown <laughs> adult. And I go to work, and I'm just like, "Holy, holy moly! Did people just get really, like, really tall recently? Because how are all these middle schoolers and elementary schoolers like bigger than me these days? What the hell?" <laughs> um, but luckily, all the kids I've been, well, all the young adults I've been working with, they are so mature and so smart and so level-headed. Like, it's actually quite impressive. Like, they have really good parents to just be able to do what they're doing, and not to mention they have to not only be on set and be at work but they also have to go to school while they're there so at least for the adults are like okay I'll be on set and then I'll just chill and they they have to go to set and then go to school at set and do homework miserable miserable yeah. especially if you're at school you're like oh
1: so yeah I know there's lots of times you're like not allowed to say what you're working on or where you're at, but is there anything that you can mention about what's coming up next for you or where people can look for you next?
3: (laughs) Um, Let me see. Other than Mortal Kombat that just came out, um, I was heavily involved in the movie that I shot last year that the trailer came out last year, but the movie itself was coming out 2022 and that involves The strange mysterious guy who fights crime at night in a cave. Right. Yeah, there's that. Okay. So uh yeah, I think those two are the main things that are in the pipeline. And then I'm currently working on this project that I can't talk about. But you know. So when
1: you're in Australia, are you do they put you up in like an apartment or are you living out of hotel rooms or how long? Uh
3: yeah, they put you up in like a long stay apartment hotel situation okay. like hybrid, so i'm currently in said hybrid
1: <laughs> right but is uh so home is la or somewhere else L. A. okay yeah. great
3: love la miss la i'm gonna be there very soon um but yeah
1: okay uh well was there anything else that you wanted to mention uh or anywhere that people can follow you on the internet
3: um you can follow me on my Instagram. It's just, it's very difficult. It's just at Tara Mackin. Boom. That's about it.
1: Okay uh well great thank you so much for uh speaking to us it was definitely really cool to hear about the behind the scenes of uh, mortal Kombat, and uh we will definitely keep looking for you in upcoming films mysterious films about people who fight at night i don't you
3: know i just don't i mean who could they be if Why i would, can figure out who it
1: is i'll definitely look for you
3: <laughs> all right well I mean, it's, you know and if right. there's a chick wearing all black in leathers could be me could not be me i don't know
1: okay we'll definitely look for that Uh, thanks again so much
3: you're welcome have a lovely day and um, yeah I'll talk to you soon
0: (laughs) all right that was super great uh, so awesome to have Tara with us this week. Um, thanks for doing that interview. Eliz, uh, sound like you guys had a great time.
1: Yeah. She was great to talk to. It was super fun. And thanks to my buddy past and future guest, Thomas Vu for uh, connecting us to her.
2: Yeah. That's so awesome. I mean, so much hard work goes into these movies, uh, and, and so much stunt work, like my God, like we give praise to the stunt people.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm
1: mm-hmm right mm -hmm. and whatever issues we might be talking about with like the narrative of the movie or the story has nothing to do with the fighting because all the fighting was awesome all
2: the fighting rules and people just put in so much fucking work yeah the fighting is awesome nobody can uh, disagree with that in this movie top-notch
0: top-notch fighting um speaking of fighting uh let's get into uh the scene where you know you know, eventually Kano obviously turns on everyone. He can't be a good... He like, I was like, what's this Kano good guy nonsense? You can't have a good Kano. No. No. He turns on everyone, breaks the barrier, and Shang Tsung brings all his goons to uh, Raiden's temple, and they actually fight for real. And uh, we get to see some amazing... I think this, you know, part has uh, my favorite moment in the entire movie, and I'm sure t- maybe Tyler wants to talk about it, but... <laughs> Uh, yes. since you love you love the Kung Lao. Yes,
2: uh, since since early Mortal Kombat days, I I chose the Shaolin monk with a hat. He was the person <laughs> that I love to play with. Um, and uh, uh, I, I just love Kung Lao. I don't know why. That was just the character that I gravitated towards. And uh, we get a full on fight with his hat doing all the magical things that it does and we have uh, Natara trying to sneak up on him and gets him and his hat ends up being lodged in the ground. And I was very excited by this moment <laughs> because I knew exactly what his fatality was yes. and how this was going to look. And this movie did not disappoint. Uh <laughs> It is. Natara run through his hat spinning in the ground like a table saw and we get to see a divided spine and her brain and it's just gory goodness at its finest and if there was a, a Mortal Kombat movie that could deliver one fatality that I really wanted to see I- and I thought I'd never see was this exact
0: one and it did it and I was thrilled and like uh this is like man I they did such a great job with this with this moment yes um because it's like 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 Elis said like uh earlier in the movie Shang Tsung is like talking up this this uh Natara like oh man she's like so badass and we see all these shots of her like looking real scary and then this scene is like this long setup of her like you know perched on all these different areas and like Kung Lao can't see where she is. And you you think like, Oh man, she's, she's going to fly in and she's like a super assassin or something. And she just gets fucked up immediately. And I know like we were talking about and like maybe hating on, uh, like, um, some of the fan service, like, are they going to say lines from the game? But the, the way he delivers like the flawless victory line is so awesome because the actor, uh, the actor is so amazing doing Kung Lao. Uh, he's just got so much, so much like attitude and and swagger in the character, and like just like confidence. That when he says it, you're just like, yes, I just want to see his
2: movie. Like, uh, uh, like in the in the <laughs> game, so cool. Like, so there's like a revenant version of Kung Lao. So we do get to see Shang Tsung steals his soul. Unfortunately, Sad. and the best effect in the movie, it looks great oh, when yeah. this happens. Um, But, like, I just want to see I would watch a full feature film of this actor battling his way through hell with uh, Scorpion.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I do think the casting pretty much all around in this movie is top notch. It's really good. Yes.
1: He was cool. uh, But unfortunately, by killing Natara, he is Becomes the only person in the movie to get your soul is mined by. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, which is a huge bummer to lose him. I was sad that he died so
0: quickly, but
2: he will likely, if it's to go for the game. Sorry, if this is a spoiler for our Mortal Kombat fans out fans out there, he becomes a very cocky villain.
0: Oh, (laughs) Oh. interesting. interesting. (laughs) my goodness yeah it's like whatever these movies they can bring anybody back yeah of course yeah
2: so they have the they have their revenant versions where he's just like ah Liu kang i'm jealous and yeah it's good
0: oh no He was just like by far the coolest character, and like, yes, they the way, made him awesome. Like yeah, like his his intro when he just shows up teleporting out of the ground, and you're like, yeah. oh fuck, what? I love how they do the <laughs> teleport out of nowhere. Like yeah.
2: nobody else can really do that. Actually, Cabal's teleports really cool, and Shang Tsung's entrance effect is awesome.
0: Oh, that kind of smoky, yeah, murky, watery thing. Yeah, that's very cool. Um. Yeah, that he, he's such a just such a great character. Um, yes,
1: I think that, all three the of best. these young uh, Asian guys in this movie are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of made headlines because I guess Louis Tan, who plays Cole, mm-hmm. actually like admitted in interviews, like I was devastated that i didn't get shang chi and like cried you know like and i'm sure that all three of them were probably up for it you know and so he was happy that he got to do mortal combat you know yeah even though sense. he didn't get to do shang chi but um yeah i mean they're they all probably would have done a great job with Iron. yeah yeah um yeah, they're all really awesome
0: yeah so that was just like you know yeah the other thing that that moment and like the movie in general and also like Godzilla versus Kong when I was watching like this movie, uh, and that one more than any are like really making me miss the theater going experience. Yeah. And I was like, you know, afterwards, after watching it the next couple of days, I was like, ah, I wish I could have just gone to see this in theaters. I, I mean, it's like, I know it's there, but I'm not fully vaccinated. And, uh, I just, I know this would have been so much fun and we would have had a blast, like seeing this with a crowd. And it just, it was making me very sad <laughs> when she got sawed in half. People would have been like,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. yes. <laughs> it would have been so much fun. Oh my God. We'll get back there eventually. But, we'll uh, get there. this movie would have been great for well, sure. You
2: know, movies are family. So
0: that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Uh, So everybody has their arcana, except for Cole and um, also Sonya, I guess, because she doesn't count yet. <laughs> but then,
2: Justin, there's a character that gets introduced that's going to bring Cole his arcana.
0: Well, you, you don't like the, the scene where, like, Cole's like, I can't do this. Yeah, I've got family win. And Raiden's just like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, that was Go so weird. Go the fuck home. Even I though mean, I guess that I mean, was part of his plan. I, but.
1: I love his Hero's he journey. Was, he's got to refuse the call. Yeah, you know, yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah, I did love where he
2: was just like, I saved a baby 300 years ago to have his plan pay off.
0: And it didn't yeah he literally is like you're he's like i thought you were going to be the chosen one but you're not (laughs) you suck he says the same thing to he says the same thing they said to sonya basically like if you don't have an arcana you're a liability so gtfo
2: but then it's goro
0: goro 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 cg (laughs) goro Oh, uh, that's Prince Goro to you, Tyler. Uh huh. Jesus, get it right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, he goes back to his family, and he's like, "All right, I can spend the rest of the movie being normal." Um, but yeah, Goro shows up, and he's gigantic. You know, <laughs>
1: <And> <laughs> he and looks kind of cool. Awesome. I thought he did. I and mean, even though he wasn't the cool puppet, but I don't yeah, know why they didn't good. just use Kevin Michael Richardson because he's obviously. Maybe it was too busy at this point, but yeah. Well, he
0: didn't even have any. Li- he didn't say anything, right?
1: No, not really.
0: Or did, awesome or did he say? Did he say like prepare to get your arms ripped in half? Like, didn't someone say that at some point? I think so. I, I thought no, maybe no, he no, said no, like when they
2: were they were in the cathedral and they saw like they saw like a painting uh, or like a, like a lenticular <laughs> image. There of were like Goro stained glass
0: windows, him. of course. Yes, yeah. I thought he said something like, Now you're gonna get your arms ripped off when he was you like holding Cole. Did. <laughs> or maybe that it's was in my mind. It's hard to tell
2: what actually happened in this movie and what was your inner monologue. Yeah, it's totally. hard to tell the difference. Prepare
0: to die <laughs> by armed dismemberment. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, threatening Cole's family is just too much and that what that's what brings out his Black Panther armor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
2: with his police weapons, I guess. <laughs> oh,
0: well, yeah. So he gets this armor that's all yellow, and it does basically act like the Black Panther armor, where it like absorbs, it absorbs the energy of your uh, attacks, and then kind of he can mm-hmm. shoot it back at him with uppercuts and stuff. So the fact that it was so similar really made me feel like, oh, well, that's kind of unoriginal now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he totally fucks up Goro real bad. Slices him up. Fucks him up. Slices and dices him. And one of his batons has a knife
1: on it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I feel like this all wraps up like weirdly quickly after this. Um, Sub Zero. It accelerates. Yeah. yeah, Sub Zero shows up and like kills his family, but also not really because they do come back to life. He Um, puts them on ice which is just sort of like a cheap thing because he did exactly to them what he did to Hisashi's family at the beginning, but they live. And you guess that he only got but... better at killing. Yeah. So, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so uh, we're back at, like, the original cage match gym from the beginning of the movie, <laughs> and our final set piece is going to take place there? Like, yeah. that was lame. I'm sorry. Like, I was like, it's happening here, and then no Mortal Kombat, like I don't well,
0: know. Okay, so I'm uh, the the I I. It is weird that there's no tournament, but uh, there is a track on the soundtrack called the tournament. So I'm wondering if what they consider the tournament tournament is the moment when uh, you know we find <laughs> Cole is like, hey Raiden, you can teleport people anywhere you want, right? <laughs> and then they kind of split up and fight. Um, each of the different uh enemies in different areas. yeah
2: i think that they force that tra- i mean it's like it's they're fighting in the different like, video game locations of like now you're on like now you're in the frozen well jack like, Jacks is, cage.
0: jackson that general raiko guy are in the most like mortal Kombat stage of all of them <laughs> it's like you're on this one tiny bridge also wait a minute so Raiden could have just teleported the enemies anywhere as well. Cause that's what happens, right? Yeah. right. <laughs> he teleports everyone together. <laughs> Couldn't he just like teleported them all underwater or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. but I think maybe I that's what they count. I just thought the
1: setting was really lame. The finals, like even if it is not going to be mortal combat, it's just going to be the final, but I at least put it like outside or something, you know, like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it is frozen over, so it looks slightly different, but the uh Paul W.
2: Sanderson movie had some really awesome sets that really mimicked the background of the uh, you know, levels the from the game. Mm-hmm. And I agree that this frozen out MMA cage is
1: kind of lame,
0: yeah. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't an epic battle. I mean, the
1: battle was epic, but it was not an epic location, right? And so. Asashi shows up. He's Scorpion now. Uh, I did like the detail that every time the Scorpion thing comes out of his hand, he also bleeds, much like Sub-Zero bleeds when he does the ice. Yeah, but, uh, I was
0: glad it wasn't some sort of reptilian creature like it is in the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it was just the blade. Uh, and yeah, this fight is pretty awesome. Sub-Zero does lots of cool moves. Um, they're pretty well matched, actually
2: yes no yeah they're really fun um and uh, he does say is, get over here he does in a in a very exciting like or... this is what's happening way
0: yeah he doesn't say any of his other well-known lines like get down here or uh see you later suckers he doesn't say any of that stuff yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> They probably asked her Yuki Sonata to say that stuff, and he was like, mm, no.
2: No, thank you. <laughs> See you later,
3: suckers.
2: <laughs> See you later, suckers. Uh, but it does get to the point where it's just like, the other movies do such a good job of like setting up these one-on-one fights. And this last fight put Sub-Zero in such a pantheon where, and then everybody has to come in and help to kick his ass in a way that's like, okay...
0: Well, not even like, it was weird because they made it, the original, the original plan was that like, okay, we're going to fight our individual people. And then everyone was going to come and fight Sub-Zero, but it really ends up only being two people. And one of them, they didn't even know was going to be there. Yep. So (laughs) I'm like, what happened to the plan? Where's everybody else? But. And like writing can help, right?
1: Yeah. I got to say. He's allowed to help. He's not allowed to help. I feel like he keeps going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I got to say though that uh Scorpion's introduction is the moment when the uh the score from Benjamin Wallfish finally comes in with the dun 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 and so yeah, I was like it would just oh give you like fuck. a
1: teeny little bit here and then something else happened to give you like a couple more notes there yeah yeah
0: and that's the moment when he first appears and i was like yes here we go i wish it wasn't in the trailer because like that, that exact
2: moment with the music was in the trailer and i was just like oh, yeah i not watch it yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i mean
2: i mean
1: overall the whole movie needed more of that song totally <laughs> but it was kind of funny how they did it i mean it reminded me of the time that i went to like a free Rick Springfield concert, like in Brea in the summer park or whatever. And like between every song he would like play like a little lick from Jesse's girl. And everybody would be like, and then he would just play some other song that nobody cared about. And then like, finally (laughs) he got to it at the end. That's what
3: it was like.
0: I did like the, uh, I did like the score overall from Benjamin Walfish. uh, It's very electronic and there's lots of cool, cool kind of like, almost like playing a harp with synths where it's like in action moments. Yeah. And part of me was like, this is awesome. And then the other part of me was like, in 20 years, we're going to be like, man, this sounds dated as fuck. We, yeah, we might. Right. Yes. But for now it sounds very cool. I it sounds really fun. I agree. <laughs> he did a great job. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually they, uh, they uh, beat Bihan. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happens. They do. And then,
2: uh, I guess they kind of set it up for a sequel.
0: Uh, yeah. kinda, <laughs> I mean, they 100% do. He was like, I'm off yep. to Hollywood and everyone knows exactly what that means. As soon as he yep. says it, you don't even they have even to see the poster. Yeah. I was like, you don't even, they have to even see show that Johnny, Johnny Cage's, Cage's dick, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't cast him yet. So we're not yeah. going to like, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: did you guys see, see all the, the stuff about the Miz, like trying really hard to be, be Johnny Cage who he's the who? Miz he's like campaigning super hard who like is a, that isn't he like a big uh, MMA fighter why would I know that well <laughs> so, I don't know no, I don't know he's an American professional wrestler okay he's from the WWE does he look like Johnny Cage he does kind of no. I think he would actually like be
1: good... what about Joel McHale
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: I don't think he would I don't think he looks like Johnny Cage <laughs> I think he does we to cast me, Joel McHale he is Johnny Cage <laughs>
2: Joe McHale is maybe a little bit too old
0: these days.
2: Yeah. Although in the games, Johnny Cage is, uh, he's, he's
0: an older man now. We, we cast uh, Christopher Mintz-Plasse as Johnny Cage.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Michael Sarah Michael is Sarah. Johnny Cage. <laughs> oh, God. Well, maybe you'll know who the Miz is when they cast him as Johnny Cage. In the next movie <laughs> comes oh, They got to
1: get, like, Pattinson or something. It'll <laughs> <That'd> be hilarious. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. Um yeah, I mean that's
2: the
1: end.
0: Nick Cage make it easy.
1: <laughs> the only other uh
0: I wish there were I wish there were a few more cool like final deaths for enemies but Me too. Melina gets like her her stomach blown out which is pretty funny. Yep. General Raiko what happens to him? I don't even remember. Uh,
2: Jack's dad.
0: He like, oh, his head let's, off. Let's
2: let's, let's oh, talk, some shit, about, let's oh, talk yes. some shit about. Oh right, yeah. Let's talk some yeah, shit about. Yeah, he about squishes Jack his really head. Quick. That's right. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Jack's Jack's has has tiny arms through this whole thing and then he has like <laughs> mom strength of like my baby's dying. And then just
0: grows <laughs> like buffer robot arms. I did like after he killed that dude he's like, "Yep, these will do." <laughs> <laughs> or these are the sh- I don't remember what he says. He's got some line like But I love that they had the choice for like two arms. That'll do
2: half the movie. He has these little baby robot arms that are
0: worthless. Yeah, that is really funny. And there's multiple scenes where he tries to fight with them. I just was like, as soon as he gets the bigger arms, I just wanted Raiden to be immediately like, Those arms are holding you back, Jax. Your strength is. Is inside you? I don't know.
2: <laughs> you have, you can grow metal, I guess. You don't need don't those know. arms. Break them off. Also, and fight also with your unclear legs.
0: why the monks were able to build your robotic prosthetics in the first place. But all right. What happens to Cabal? I I don't remember how he dies. Uh, he must die uh, somehow. Yeah, I don't remember.
2: Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Liu Kang does his uh giant uh dragon. Oh fatality. yes.
0: That was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. And that is straight from Kabal the game is, is
0: like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. I like yes. that the dragon is made of fire, but it still, like, bites down on him and then burns <laughs> him alive. <laughs> pretty cool. Everyone, uh, all the bad guys die. It's great. So, um, Yeah.
1: Overall, I mean, all they do is leave you with, like, this Johnny Cage tease and that Mortal Kombat is coming but it's just so weird like to have a, the movie basically just be like this prequel but then the movie that it's a prequel to doesn't exist yet and like
2: <laughs> yeah it's, very, it's like
1: if you're gonna do an origin story fine do an origin story but then get to the thing like
2: yeah yeah i don't know i mean if i'm excited if they're gonna make more of these movies i am super excited about it um, I will watch them I do think that this is a little bit of a tease it's just like why does this exist and why does it stop where it stops
0: it is weird it's like in the in the in the uh, world of the film do they consider that the tournament happened and earth world, realm one or do they I consider
1: I don't know, man. I feel like I think they just slapped him on the wrist and were like, stop cheating. And then now they're going to have the tournament. He's going to bring all the rest of the people or something. I got the sense that they
0: were planning for the next thing, the next tournament, not what happened, but I don't know. But they're once in a generation. Yeah, well, we know that doesn't matter because just had the second movies, the other second movies, whatever. I'm pretty sure this movie did uh, really well for uh, HBO Max and uh, did pretty good in theater. So I'm I'm certain there will be a sequel. Yep, me
2: too. Uh, Is it the rating system time? I think so. What do you got for us? How many murderous garden trowels would you give?
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say garden gnomes.
2: Garden gnomes. Oh, Oh, you know what? There's definitely multiple. We didn't even talk about that. I forgot about that. (laughs) Gardening is deadly, y'all. Gardening is deadly, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, let's go. How many murderous garden, how many eye-gouging garden gnomes (laughs) would you give Mortal Kombat 2021?
1: I'm going to give, oh gosh, I'm going to give it six garden gnomes. And that's like a good six, though. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it was good. It was fun. It was funny, for sure. And the action was really, really uh, fun to watch and good. And the moments that were like, fan servicey franchise moments were cool um i was like getting all excited and people i was watching with were like what and i was like i've been engrossed in this franchise for three whole weeks okay like this is for me but you know whatever uh so yeah that was exciting and the fighting is just awesome so good so fun to watch um but yeah i think overall just the story uh and the the events that happen in this movie and how they're trying to lay it out over the franchise is just sort of weird and i also don't really know why we need cole but he's here he's fine he
2: has power yeah Uh, i'm also gonna go with a six i think that that's a perfectly fine score i had a lot of fun with this movie i think that there's Oddly, there's just so much more lore for like, I feel like that this series is much more like it's exactly what you want. It's dumb. And this happened like there's a lot more stuff and story that's here. And I feel like this is very surface level. That being said, the execution of all the fights and the choreography, I think, are were really fun and incredible. And I wanted to see more, more Mortal Kombat. In it, you know, I feel like it felt like it was Warner Brothers again being a little bit of ashamed of some of the more fantastical elements of some of their franchises. Uh, although I say that in a movie that a woman is cut in half by a hat, I was so, like, "Are
3: you
0: sure about that?" That's some crazy shit. Um,
2: I well, the plot points—they're they're ready for those scenes, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I but I did have a lot of fun. Like I said, I would absolutely watch the sequel. I hope that they that this did well enough. that They can expand this out and make them as wild and crazy as these movies deserve to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... I am gonna give it uh, seven eye gouging uh, gnomes. <laughs> I'm fucked sorry. It up. We could have gone sorry. to hell with Scorpion. I had more fun. <laughs> I had more fun maybe than you guys. I don't know. The- I've got pretty much everything I wanted out of this movie. Like yes, uh, the the story is you know kind of so so, and I am like really hopeful and excited that maybe they can get to those kind of crazy things that you talk about, Tyler, from the video games, and my mm-hmm. brother has been talking about to me as well. Um I hope they can get there maybe with the second movie. Um Princess Katana. Yeah, but I think there's enough I think there's enough here in this movie to make me interested in seeing more movies in the world of Mortal Kombat In this world of Mortal Kombat. I think they nailed the action like you said, it's so good and everything is over the top and really fun. Um and yeah, I don't know. It it, it was a good time and like I said really made me miss the theaters and uh excited for what
1: comes next that's it that's it and that's all more song and i would have bumped it up to like a nine honestly yeah
0: we do get (laughs) more of that song (laughs) we do get the techno syndrome 2021 version from benjamin wallfish which uh wasn't as good yeah it's more it's i mean it's extreme edm at, at this point um and, it's uh, going to be cut into every
2: pool party like yeah. this summer. <laughs> like it's going to be. It's I I have been driving around listening to it. I think it's pretty fun.
0: It still lists <laughs> out the characters. Pool parties pool <laughs> Parties. Oh, I mean, look can. at look
2: at ju- in July. Oh, it's happening.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, the CDC oh,
1: just also lifted like their go to Vegas. Max there. Max- yeah. yeah totally. True there. totally. Oh goodness. Okay. Well, yes. Um. Email us. Are we doing should I talk about the email? Sure. Anyways, uh, yeah, email us yeah. at gmail.com and you can hit us up on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube at Sequel Rights.
2: And rate and view us on Apple podcast, give us five stars, helps other people find the podcast, finds other fighters to fight for Earthrealm uh, in the tournament that will get here eventually, we hope. <laughs>
0: And yeah, so that brings us to the end of the Mortal Kombat franchise. We did it, guys. We did it. We even, you know, moved with the punches of different uh release date changes and stuff. It was a fun one. Um but before we go here, nice. we've we've got some big big uh news for you guys. Uh you know, over the last over the last uh year, just last year, you know, uh uh I went through a lot of life changes here uh and we kept the podcast going week to week but you know I got a new baby and I got a new company and I am just uh getting a little bit overwhelmed sometimes during the week so uh <laughs> you know as as one might um so we you know thought long and hard about it and we are going to you know we're not ending the podcast but we're going to continue on in a slightly different format where we uh, take some breaks in between the franchises, you know, when we're doing a franchise, a franchise, we'll be going week to week, but uh, then maybe we'll take a month and a half off or a month off or something. And we're gonna kind of plan the year out more, looking at uh, you know what new uh, sequels are coming out, and uh, we will be like sequel werewolves when exactly. a new sequel
2: arises that we will we will come back and and start walking you through everything that you need to know before whatever new weird entry is about to happen. Exactly.
1: Yeah, and I just want to say, too, that Tyler and I are also overwhelmed despite not having really changed at all.
2: <laughs> Everyone's yeah, overwhelmed. I just have to take care of
1: myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a lot, but uh, yeah, we still love doing the podcast for you guys, and we know you like it, uh, so that's why we want to keep it going. And, uh, you know, we, we might be changing the format, but first... We're not going to just leave you guys empty-handed with no episode next week. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Of course. Before we even consider changing the format, we're going to go out with the biggest bang we could think of at this moment. (laughs) Because next week we start a brand new franchise. And we're going all the way back in time, 14 decades or more, 14, <laughs> <laughs> 14
1: centuries, 65 million <laughs> years in the
0: making. <laughs> yeah. The number 14 is significant for this because we're starting the land before time next week, you guys. Now, hopefully, the most
1: all, requested all, franchise.
0: Or, yeah, yes, I was like, hopefully, uh, 14 entries. Yeah, th- just think about that 14 entries. About dinosaurs, probably doing almost the same exact thing every movie. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: and hopefully, there's not, uh, there, you know, hopefully, there's not some people that are like, fuck, 14 weeks of land before <laughs> time. Okay, you might be feeling that way. Think about how we're feeling, okay? How, we're, yeah, doing, think about how we feel. we're doing this for you guys, all right? Yeah,
1: and normally, by the time we like really start a franchise, like, boom, and it's over. But since we have so much lead time on this one, I just want to put out the word, like, if you know someone that has worked on any of these land before time movies at all, have them hit us up. Cause we would love to talk to them about absolutely you know, what they did.
0: Yeah. It would be great. And we have nothing, we'll have nothing but love for them and it'll be fun. Um, so yeah. So, you know, we talk about this, uh, this change to the format, but look, it's not going to happen for like three months or something. <laughs> yeah, Cause we've got these 14 movies plus, Believe it or not, there's a Purge movie coming out, and we just found out there's a new fucking Cinderella story movie coming out this summer. <laughs> yeah. And you know us. We're not going to miss one of those. Uh, so you got at least 16 weeks worth of episodes <laughs> coming before things even change at all. Uh, and uh, so you get, you know what? It's going to get crazy. We're probably going to get a little bit, little bit loopy around episode six <laughs> to movie six. Who
1: knows? Or, it might not sooner. <laughs>
0: It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy to hear us go insane about uh, the land before time.
1: Yeah, but we'll hold on together.
0: It's long enough that it, that I can feel like we can say like we'll be talking about the land before time for the foreseeable future. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> what are we doing? Uh, no, it's gonna be fun. I'm kind of excited. And uh, yeah, so uh, just wanted to say thank you guys for all your support. Uh, you know we've been doing this for a long time we're, we're going to be coming up on 200 episodes here and uh, we're just happy that you're here and hopefully you stick with us through the uh, through the uh, you know change in our uh, format a little bit
2: all right yes we're excited to go back in time with you and uh, <laughs>
0: and and beyond that's right <laughs> all right so yeah after all that we'll see you guys next week for the land before time <laughs> one the, the first one yeah